flourishing families with Dr. Daughter Blatt, the switched-on kids chiropractor, and her passionate friends, sharing the secrets of inspiring wellness to help your families thrive. Welcome to Deb Arthas today. She's from a, a fantastic local uh, website called Best Parenting Advice. And Deb is here to share some of that advice with us. Thanks for coming today. Hi, daughter. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. So, Deb, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, who, who are you and what do you do? Uh, I've taught for 30 years in a full-time capacity. Uh, in the early childhood area. I worked on numerous high-level committees. Um, one of them was the National Board of the Australian College of Educators, and that was fantastic because it put me with people who were high-level in their field. Yeah. Um, I was working with my boss at the time of the Department of Education, but he was just one of many. Uh, I learned a lot from them. I was... Uh, Hunter President of the Australian College of Educators here. I was seconded to collaboratively write teacher standards for the uh, the interim committee. I was also involved in the Open Book Scenario Project uh, where we looked at possible futures and how education could play a role in combating global warming of all oh sorts goodness. of things. Okay. Well, you need yeah. to get back to that. <laughs> And I also ran parenting workshops and in services for teachers, sometimes in excess of 200. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I've, I've done quite a lot. And I, I suppose I was luckier than a lot of um, great teachers in that my work was acknowledged. I've won um, awards at uh, state and national level presented by both education ministers for quality teaching awesome. and for excellence, um, excellence as a teacher. That's, that's fantastic. Well done. And that's what you are trying to build on now. I take it that you are not uh, working in a, a paid capacity at schools no. anymore? No. no. So what started your, your passion for, for getting good, uh, solid support for families out there? Well, I started off uh, teaching in preschools and then I went into primary schools and I felt then... If I could have got the children earlier, I may have been able to get better results. So instead of going and teaching Year 6, I went the other way. And I went to where I worked with families. And I tried to put together a bit of a different model. So I I looked at it. If I upskill the parents, then if they have three children, that makes it so much better for their family and uh, so that's basically what I, I worked on. I looked, I've done a lot of research over a lot of years, looked for trying to refine what I would consider best practice. Uh, you mean best practice as a parent? Best practice as a teacher as in, a teacher, in, in okay. education. Yeah. What's educationally sound? Different ways of, of doing things so that you got good results for the time expended. Yeah. Um, and whilst that may sound cold... It's actually, I believe in building relationships, and if you build relationships, learning relationships, you have a lot better chance of, of um, educating a child. Yeah. So I suppose that's where I, I've come from. Uh, I, I get very concerned at the numbers of families who struggle um, with stress. Uh, I think probably we look at most people now, they'll be working for 40 years yeah. Uh, that's realistic. It's 
how can you set things up so that it's it's more enjoyable for people in in a, a home um, their relationships are better how can you make things run more smoothly in addition to all the educational aspects because that's a big part of um, children's levels of happiness if the parents are happy in the home and it's a calm place to be the children do better yeah yeah well the children very they're good uh, barometers of what happens in the family, aren't they? They they sometimes outwardly express what's going on inside that no one else can put a, a name to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so what's what's your vision for the the website? Well, how would you like to see it used? And I should I should really uh, make sure that this is out there uh, first. That this website that you've made called Best Parenting. Uh, dot com best that it is advice. best parenting advice sorry mm. uh, that it is a, a free um, it, it looks like a collection of lots of good thoughts put together in a very uh, easy to access and easy to understand um, manner so it's quite logical uh, but but it's basically there as, as a, a resource for families yes yeah. it's a free resource I I did it. I thought I can go and do community um, service, you know, down and go and help um, just at the local op shop or something like that, whereas I, I felt I have a, a reasonable level of expertise in, in what I've done and why not make that my contribution? Yeah. So, so I had a lot of people who built me in my life. I had great mentors and I, I really do believe in the value of mentoring. Uh, so I suppose what I've done is just tried to make it, this is what I did, learn from it what you can, discard what isn't appropriate to you. Yeah. And so I've just put it out there. Yeah. And of all the, the different uh, pieces of advice, um, what is the most, uh, what is the one that you find uh, is the most popular? What's, what's the most used the most, oh, there are two actually, that, that, and it surprised me because one was about best starts for your children and what you need to do to give a child a best start in life. And the other one was about um, setting up like time savers for healthy meals. How do you do that? How can you, because cooking something that, you know, as parents, we've, we've got to produce meals day after day after day. So I asked all my girlfriends, many of whom have worked for years, some of them are great cooks, and I asked for their best recipes. So they're on the website. Oh, fantastic. And they're tried and true. They're the ones that in <sighs> 10 minutes you walk in, in the door, they're on the table quickly, yes. and they taste great. So yes. that was that was the criteria. Um, and, but I also looked at uh, the value of repeating um, a menu, because that way you can work out a really good menu once, you can work out exactly what quantities of food you need to produce that menu so there's no wastage, there's no no uh, doubling up of time. And so you just basically, Monday, you know exactly what's going to happen, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, so you can get some things prepared um, a couple of days ahead. And it just runs more smoothly. So when you have your bad day of coming in at 7 o'clock at night and, and it's raining and, and you, know, you just feel like it's just too hard, you, you've actually got something in place so you don't have to, you know, just go, oh, look, we'll just have takeaway. Yeah. Because some of the things I've 
put in place are actually quicker than it would be waiting for yeah. takeaway. So. I, I always find that thing about takeaway, I find it quite interesting, that whole perception of time. Mm. You know, you, I'm, I'm not a takeaway person, so mm. I actually don't know how long you wait. But I imagine that a lot of times, you know, you have to drive somewhere to get your food. And before you know it, you've spent, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour getting this particular food that you know is maybe not the ideal nutritional, you know, meal for the day. Uh, and what could you have done if you had spent the half hour? I realise, of course, it's a different type of energy because first you have to think of what you want to cook. <laughs> you have to make sure you've got it all. But still, it is, it is if in, in the, just the time frame, you could do a lot with half an hour. Well, what I did, and, and I worked out because I, I, I like things to be organised, so I worked out how much time it saved me over a week. Okay. Because I'd set up this repeating menu and I, only, I did the major shop once a month and then I did a supplementary shop once a fortnight. Yeah. So I got all the non-perishables once a month and then uh, and got the you know the others yes. you know, um, two weeks, every two weeks. But uh, it worked out that just by doing that alone, that would have saved me a couple of hours a week. Yeah. And then when you you got everything that like I would have a cooking day. Say for example, children's sport was rained out. I'd go, you beauty, yeah. I'd have a, 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 um, a free gift of time. So yes. I'd rush out and I'd get a whole lot of chicken fillets, um, mince, uh, I'd get chuck steak or, or um, chops, and I would have maybe four or five meals, all cooking yes. at the same time. I'd trash the place, yes. but it was done, and it was done once. And, and that would make between 16 and 22 meals yes. usually. yeah. So you look at that and you go, how good is that? So you come in and you could just, all it took basically was as long as it took to um, cook the rice or the pasta or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So the, that was a surprising one. I didn't expect that that would be as popular, but it's been, yeah. It's been, Given that we are so time, so many of us are so time poor, that makes good sense to me. Well, what is your, your own favourite? What, what, what was the, the one that was closest to your heart or the piece of advice that was closest to your heart? I think the one that was closest to my heart was thinking about your aspirations for your children and discussing that with you, your partner. Yeah. Because often it can be a couple of years can roll along and you think, oh, I was going to do and yeah. I was going to do and then you think, oh, I missed the boat with that. And I think it's really important to, to think about what you want for your child and then Put, obviously put in place the steps that support that, that would involve ensuring that they have a good level of language yeah. and a good learning environment within the home because those first three years of, um, of a child's life, like, as you'd be well aware, they're the, they're the times when the brain's wiring up. So at two years of age, for example, you have double the synapses in your brain that you would have as an adult. Yeah. So they call it prune or, or bloom. So yeah. basically your brain is either receiving information and it's it's creating like super highways in the brain where, where things can be or information can be stored and, and processed very quickly or you, you've basically got those little back tracks that really uh, are used and eventually are pruned. Yes. 
So uh, I suppose that's the thing that I would like people to to know. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people think that they will, their children will learn when they go to school. Yeah. And uh, that's that's a, a lost opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have five precious years before that, or six, depending on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also noticed that as I was browsing through through your site that uh, you have uh, uh, spent a fair bit of time looking at uh, relationships with teenagers and um, you know potentially the fear experienced in them or in the parent. Uh, do you have a, a particular angle on how to to maybe help? I realize that there's probably lots on the website, but if, if you're sharing now, is there particularly good advice, knowing, of course, that your kids are a little bit beyond teenage years now? Hmm. Well, my own children, they, I would consider they were successful. They yeah. did what they wanted to do in life. We supported them. Uh, I think it's very important what you tell children, what you notice. So if you expect a positive outcome, you have a lot greater chance of that happening. Um, we looked at encouraging gratitude rather than entitlement yeah. in our children yeah. so that they're actually nice people. Yeah. Um, they appreciate what was done. I think we have, um, mm, I think our society is becoming a little more entitled and I think your children are happier if they are more appreciative. Yeah. If you see things as a bonus rather than, you yes. know, it's just a baseline, yes. then it's very hard to be happy, isn't it? If well, you're we're always... so privileged in yeah. our society. We are so privileged. And sometimes it's, it is easy to see, you know, that what we have is a baseline. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, with teenagers too, I think natural consequences is, is a, an important thing to look at because I, I was always really um, positive with my children. If they chose to do the wrong thing, there were consequences in place. And like I can think of an example. A parent can say, um, buy a child a fish, and they say, don't, don't overfeed the fish, don't, don't feed the fish, don't feed the fish. And they do overfeed the fish and the fish dies. And so the parent then thinks, oh, you know, I can't have the child upset, I'll go and buy them another fish. Yeah. And then... Two weeks later, that fish is also dead. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we have to look at there are consequences in life. If, if we lose our jacket, we go cold. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, you don't buy your child a jacket if they, if they lose it, but I think children can very easily think that we have a disposable society and it's very easy to just, I'll get another one, yeah. get another one. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're probably some of the things that I looked at with teenagers. Yeah. Um, I just expected them to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a mum bring in a uh, 13-year-old the other day in his pyjamas. He refused to get out of bed in the morning. So he, I think his appointment was at 7.30 in the morning or something. He refused to get out of bed. He refused to get dressed. And she said, that's okay. You'll just have to go without your clothes on. And he was so embarrassed mm. and yeah, okay, well, I think mum made a point, you know, you went out of bed, we had to go. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a really hard thing to do yeah. because we love our kids. We don't want them to fail. We don't want them to be embarrassed or hurt no. or no. any of those things. And, and so what's the line? Where, 
so the way I looked at it was um, if they're not valuing their things, if they're lying or if they're deliberately being um, confrontational, they're the things I would probably look at um, bringing in natural consequences yeah. around those things. So th- there's definitely some researches for parents around that, though, and I think it's an important, e- even if you don't agree, I, th- I think it's really important to have some thoughts that that uh, inspire thoughts in others, because when we can sit here and agree or disagree, that doesn't really matter, but I will still start thinking about, oh, that's interesting, or I don't like that, but I will do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that point of view, it's, it's an excellent uh, research. I'm not saying I do not agree, I'm just saying mm-hmm. for people. Um, people now, come at it from their own levels of experience and and what I have looked at is I I feel like I just plant seeds with people and they take it and that's how my website is set up this is what I did take from it what you will yeah it may work for you it may not yeah Um, Yeah. might give you some ideas at the the very least I hope so (laughs) yeah yeah that's right Um, so uh, you're retired now. Yes. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts about the uh, the changes in the learning um, environment uh, from when you started or when you were teaching, and the the challenges that children are facing now when it comes to learning? Um, what what are your two I think that there's a, probably a couple of points that I would uh, say could influence children's ability to concentrate and to, to take in information. I think um, children need to have good sleep yeah. to perform well. I think they need to have um, good diets. I think they need to exercise. I think sometimes those things can be undervalued. Yeah. I think they need very limited um, exposure to screens yeah. because I, I can remember reading an, an article, look, it would have been years ago now, um, that talked about children who spend beyond 20 minutes in one go on a screen. Um, it hyped them up so yeah. they were a little bit more edgy. Yeah. And you kind of think, well, I don't know, if you have a child who's a little bit inclined to misbehave, is that what you are wanting? Yeah. To have happen, um, but it's coming back to the consequences, really, isn't it? Well, as in this is you're looking at a screen, and that's the result you get. I mean, you can do it a million times; it's going to be the same result. It's 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 a funny it's a funny thing. I I think for a lot of um, a lot of children, I, look, I can remember um, seeing children who were five who had games in their bedroom. They had their own TV. They so at five, they were allowed to self-regulate. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure that a five-year-old has that capacity. So at 11 o'clock at night, if yeah. they wake up and they've got the game there, yeah. are they going to go, oh, I can get up and play the game? Yeah. Or are they going to go, no, I'm going to be really responsible and go back to sleep. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be bright and, and cheery for school tomorrow. <laughs> you know, so it's, um, I, I think sometimes... We can expect a little bit too much of children. Um, and I don't think we've come to terms in our society with with electronics. I think that they're causing quite a, a few issues um, for teenagers. And I, I, I don't know. And children have been um, given them younger and yeah. younger yeah. ages. So. 
and this this is not necessarily anything uh, going on a, a website conversation here, but what I find a challenge sometimes is that uh, we we may say to the children, do not spend too much time on the screen, but when mom and dad has that phone in their right hand mm-hmm. all the time, you know, children observe the world very acutely and they will tend to do what people around them, what, what they do. Uh, so it's it's, you know hard to say you can only spend 10 minutes on the screen but I'm allowed to look at mine all the time I think I agree yeah it's a value judgment and yeah. and I sometimes will see um, young mums who'll be out and they'll be at a restaurant and their child will be on an iPad and they'll be on the phone yeah yeah and I think this is such a great opportunity for you to talk and get into your child's world. Yeah. And you know, I, I worry sometimes that children might feel that they're less important yeah. than the latest thing on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think parents need to be careful what you know what they do show their children that children yeah. are important to yeah. them. I read a study recently, it was a um it was done by an online shopping company something or other and I can't remember what they sold but they had asked children with what, what their take was on, on use on electronics so their own use and their parents uh, use the only stat I remember was that something like 43% of uh, I think they were 12 and under felt that their parents paid more attention to their phones than they did to their children uh, and of course, I can't remember the wording of the mm-hmm. question, and it could have been worded in a way that made them, you know, say yeah, that that's what's going on. But it's it's still it's still a little bit of a wake up call for for us, you know, because the world is is changing and expanding so quickly, and it's hard to keep up. And I, I think we we all try to do our best to figure out what's going on and what are other people doing, and but we sometimes get a little bit lost in what is real and what is not. And the years fly by, and the kids are only kids for such a short and, time. And I think that was probably my point earlier, is it's such a short time. It's the foundation for all future learning. Yeah. So you need to get that right. There's this, uh, uh, it's a quote, Frederick, someone, not doing him any favours here, but it's something like, it's easier to bring, uh, build strong children than to mend broken yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's... That is very true. That's well I, to me. That makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah. and so that's the um, perspective I've taken with the building of this website. It's trying to get it right first time, yeah. and uh, rather than trying to remediate a problem later on. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and uh, just as we finish up, uh, do you have? Um, like an interesting, funny experience uh, that, uh, in, in relation to your educational background or your background as a mum, where you maybe can you know share some of your learnings that you have put on your on your website. Well, I think when it came to behaviour, I, I did quite a bit on behaviour because I find behaviour it makes families run, yeah, you know, good behaviour. Families run more smoothly. That, just turns the stress down. If a child knows how to behave within the home, they're not, you know, running around a, a supermarket shrieking and <laughs> creating havoc. There's all that, you know, all those little things. But one thing actually was about consistency. And I can remember my son 
and he was saying to me, oh, he wanted to do something particular. And I said, look, I've told you no. I've given it a lot of thought. And, and I didn't just say no. I, I, I did think about it. And I always used to try to do that rather than just be reactive. And uh, I said, do I ever change my mind once I, I make it up? And he said, you did once. <laughs> and I thought, oh. And so after that, he learned from that. Yeah. It was all a negotiation. Yeah. And so I thought it's really interesting at all, that's all it took. Yeah. And, and you know, there, there are a couple of funny stories about him on the, on the website, yeah. just different little things that, that uh, he did. That was one. And, uh, yeah, I, I, like I can remember when he was three and I was trying to get him to clean up his toys off the floor and I tried, you know, all my different teacher tricks. And he, he turned around and said to me, you're just trying to manipulate me now. <laughs> and I said, oh. I am. Yeah. I'm trying to manipulate you to be good. Yeah. And he went, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So then he, he toddled off. And I, I thought, oh, finally, I, you know, that worked. <laughs> and then I thought, hang on a minute, what's it going to be like um, parenting him when he's a teenager? Yes. So, yes. you know, they're, they're smart. They're, they, they can run rings around us at yeah. times. Yeah. And, and, look, I've, I've taught children for a very long time. I thought um, I, thought I knew everything. And then becoming a parent, you go, okay, yeah. no, this is this was a different yeah. different skill set. And so I, I'm fairly open. I've talked a bit about um, some of the things that, you know, I found that worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing, though, that I just want to grab from what you just said is that negotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of value in learning to negotiate mm-hmm. as well. And the, the fact that they can come up with different, uh, you know, that to, to us it might seem like they're arguing, but with they're coming up with new points and different ways of thinking, different ways of looking at it. That is an amazing skill to have for the rest of their lives. And I think that it's valuable that we can change our mind. It's like, you know, when you put it that way, oh, okay, you can do, you know, you, you could argue your point and I hear you. See, I tended to do that before I made the decision. Yeah, okay. So I tried to get the negotiation in place prior to making the decision because I found, um, I I don't know whether you've been out, but you see children who will just on and on and on and the parent will eventually relent because either they're embarrassed, they're in the shopping centre, people are looking at them, or they just can't bear it anymore. And so what's being reinforced is the child's learning. If I just keep Keep going... going, you will give in, yeah. you'll cave. Yeah. And so if they are doing that at four and five, what are they doing at 14 and 15? Yeah. So I think this this is one of the things, and, and probably I haven't actually stated that clearly on my website, but it's what you're doing at three, four, five, six that makes the difference because if, if you have a child that's throwing tantrums at four, yeah. probably that's difficult, but... It's nothing compared to what it's like when they're eight and then they're ten yeah. and then they're fourteen and eighteen. Yeah, yeah. And we all know how hard it is to, you know, pick up a fourteen year old like you can with a three year old and, you know, restrain them and move them to another place. Very hard with a fourteen year old. It's just um it's it's actually teaching people to self regulate because in life that's a really valuable skill. Yeah. You can't just be going off at a boss No. Um because it's not going to work for you. So at some point in your life, someone needs to say to you, you have to learn other strategies yeah. besides losing it. 
So, uh, you know, I, I, I do talk about that. Fantastic. And uh, tell us again, where, where can people find all this great thought through advice? On bestparentingadvice.com, is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're allowed to say where you're from. Uh, and uh, your name again? Um, my name's Deb Arthurs. Okay, yes. and a lovely, I was going to say ex-teacher, that's not very good. A teacher well, still, obviously. Well, it is an ex-teacher. It's the next phase of life. Yeah. Learning to, look, I just look at it and think, learning to build a website, that has been a whole new educational thing for me. Yes. So uh, I have learnt a whole new terminology I was yeah. expecting to be learning. And, uh, <laughs> but it's great because a lot of the, a lot of the things that I've put up there, I know they've worked, yeah. and you know, I, I think I put on my home page. They're basically getting over forty thousand hours of my experience for yeah. free, yeah. and it was closer to forty-eight thousand hours. Yeah, whatever you do, do not count them up. <laughs> as long as you have your meal planning in place, you should be uh, right. Yeah, but it was just interesting <laughs> to think how when someone like you would think about what level of experience you've had if you were to work out how many hours you've been doing this you'd be surprised because yeah. I've read um read something um about it takes 10,000 hours to be a master yeah. now that was by Malcolm Gladwell and I think it was kind of a bit misquoted yeah, yeah. but you know when you think oh I spent a, a lot of time doing this yeah. I may have learned an odd thing you you might have <laughs> and we appreciate you uh, sharing with us today thank you so much that's, for your time that's my pleasure The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Family Chiropractic or the host. Brought to you by Family Chiropractic Centre, Charlestown. Serving the families in Newcastle, Lake Macquarie and Charlestown.